Hello, thank you so much for listening to the Just Another Listen podcast. I'm your host, as always, Elias, and today I want to kick it off with a topic about Disney and then want to transition into something about a specific speaker that I don't listen to and a specific pastor that I don't listen to, and I want to hear your thoughts and um, see what you think. So first of all, I want to wish you guys a very, very Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays uh, it is Christmas Eve, and I am very happy, uh, I am blessed, and I am just so excited because in a couple days now, I will be getting into my 2020 RAV4 hybrid and driving all the way down to Disney World. Now, let's get into it, right? And first of all, I, I did want to, secondly, I wanted to say thank you all so much for asking me to record more content. I had stopped recording some content and it seems like you guys want me to record a bit more consistently and I am going through a little bit of a schedule change in my job right now. So once I get that down packed, I will have more content uh, consistently downloaded for you guys to listen to. So I really, really, really appreciate it. I never thought I'd get people messaging me saying, hey, when are you going to record another episode? So that's very flattering, very touching. So I appreciate it. And you guys also want me to um, bring some more uh, guests on the show, which we will be getting into that a bit later on in the season. So thank you so much for that. Now let's dive right into it. Why do I think that Disney is better now in terms of cleanliness and safety than it ever was before? This will be my wife and I's first, or first, excuse me, fourth time going to Disney during the pandemic. Fourth time. We've gotten a lot of backlash. We've gotten a lot of people saying, hey, do you, whatever makes you happy, that's great. And then we also have some people like, you guys are psychos. You're the reason why COVID continues to spread, blah, 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 this and that. But I want to challenge that person. And I also want to challenge those people that are canceling their Disney trips. They're like, Oh, it's not safe. The the news is saying that COVID's spreading even more rapidly now, so we got to stay home. Uh, We can't go out. We're not. We're going to cancel all our Disney trips. And it's sad because this this virus has been going on for months. So people have not really been canceling, but rescheduling their trips. So they'll reschedule it. Like I've seen it because I'm part of this Facebook group that is. it consists of all of these DVC members, these Disney Vacation Club members, like my wife and I, and we talk amongst ourselves and we post and things like that. And we have all these people saying like, you know, back in June, oh, we rescheduled for July. And then July comes out. We still don't feel comfortable. We're going to reschedule for October. October comes around. Oh, we're going to reschedule for December. December's here. And they're like, we still don't feel safe. We're going to stay in our house and you know, uh, you know, stay quarantined because we don't feel safe in Disney yet. Uh, we, you know, we're watching the news and it's still the virus is spreading rapidly, blah, 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 all this sort of thing. And I would tell that person that if you had no issue with going to Disney months before the pandemic or any time before the pandemic, there is absolutely no excuse for you to have a problem with it now. Because in terms of cleanliness and safety, in terms of like in regards to the coronavirus, you've never been more safe. And all right, the number one reason I think that it's safer now is because of the socially distancing. Um, social distancing. You you are literally told to be socially distanced every time um, 
somebody lays eyes on you like a like a staff member that sees that you're too close to someone now i will say this is it perfect are they perfect are the staff members perfect in telling people to stay socially distanced i would say absolutely not they are not perfect but you have to figure that their imperfection in uh enforcing the social distancing is still better than no social distancing right i mean you if if a staff member um tells you i mean if a staff member tells someone to stay socially distanced like four times out of their shift right if they say if they tell people to stay socially distanced four or five times during their shift that's still four or five times more than they would have told you before <laughs> the pandemic. So, in ter- like, yeah, are they perfect? Are they gonna Are they gonna catch everybody who's who's not following protocol? And these people may not be doing it on purpose. Sometimes you're just shopping and you're too close to somebody, and you kind of lose it. So, are they perfect? No. But the fact of the matter is, the rules are that you have to be socially distanced. So you have to figure that. They are adhering to that rule and enforcing that rule more today than they were before the pandemic. Before the pandemic, you were rubbing up against people. You were shoulder to shoulder. Um, you you would uh, bump into people with your lunch trays. You, you would uh, touch other people's cups by mistake. I mean, my goodness. So the fa- like imperfect people enforcing social distancing is still better than no enforcement of social distancing before the pandemic. So that is my number one reason. The social distancing is real in Disney. They're not perfect, but it's obviously way safer now in terms of not touching people uh, than it was before. Because I'll tell you what, the first time I ever went to Disney, um, the first week I went to Disney, the I think on a couple last days, it was New Year's Eve, and there was literally 500,000 people in magic kingdom and we were literally shoulder to shoulder with everybody so that's not safe whatsoever and we we were okay with that so if we're okay with that why wouldn't we be okay with being around 20 people in our vicinity and not touching them not being shoulder to shoulder right on top of that park limitations and uh capacities i mean well yeah limitations in in people so the capacities are i think they're right now 35 percent um, you have to figure, guys, if you were okay with 100% capacity, like I was on that New Year's Eve day, um, if you are okay with that, then why wouldn't you be okay with the 30% capacity in the parks? You're literally not shoulder to shoulder anymore. They're limiting the amount of people that are going into these parks. You can't just go in and buy a ticket anymore. You literally have to buy a ticket prior to you going to Disney World and schedule a day that works best for you to go to Disney. So they are 100% keeping tabs on everybody going in and everybody going out. So you have to figure if you were okay with 100% capacity in a park before the pandemic, why wouldn't you be during the pandemic when you're socially distanced and you're in a socially distanced park that is not even allowing 100% of their room to be full? So that's my number two reason I think that Disney is safer than before. My number three reason, 
is that the parks, the resorts, the transportation are clean. Like, like I said, this will be my fourth time and I will report back on um, our year end trip, which is in a couple days. And I'll post another episode, maybe an update of, of this, but this will be our fourth time. And guys, I'll tell you what, the first three trips, these aren't three days I'm spending at Disney. These are multiple day trips. So we stay in Disney multiple days every single time. Now, every single one of these trips, it was like I every every turn I went through, every corner I turned on, every staircase I went up, every uh, room I went into, attraction I went into, whatever, I saw, I caught a a Disney cast member cleaning something. I mean, are they cleaning every second? Absolutely not. They're not cleaning every second. But I'll tell you what, and, and not everybody is cleaning every single second, but there is, I, I think, literally wherever you're standing in Disney property, wherever you're standing, wherever you're sitting, if you look around, you will 100%, I will bet on it 100%, find somebody cleaning. All right, so if there's 10 cast members, you may find two people wiping down a cash register, wiping down a counter, wiping down uh, the handles um, for the doors, um, something. If there's 10 staff members, you might find two, three, or four people cleaning, which is like deep cleaning, not not like sweeping or, or washing a table with like some spray that they usually do. I'm talking about like disinfecting and actually washing the doorknobs and um, washing the seats that you sit on on the attraction. Do they do that perfectly? Like I said, no. There were times when I sat on an attraction that they didn't wipe down. But I got to figure they're cleaning it more. They're cleaning it more today than they were uh, before the pandemic. I mean, I went on the bu- when I went on the bus, I w- the first trip I went on Disney during the pandemic, I was a bit skeptical because of the fact that, you know, COVID. <laughs> and I was getting on the bus and I'm like, oh man, I'm about to get on the bus with a bunch of people that are Germany, blah, blah, blah. But... I forgot, not everyone's allowed on the bus anymore. Like, you literally have to um, wait for the driver to tell you, like, to come in and let you know if there's any more space. And you can look in the bus and there's a ton of space. But to Disney standards and how many people they want on these buses, no, there is not space. So, and here's the best part. Every single bus I went on, every single bus I went on, and I went on a lot of buses <laughs> during these trips. Before we entered the bus, the driver would go around and clean every single pole, clean every single chair, clean the window. Like, he cleaned everything. They cleaned, he or she cleaned everything. And I was so impressed by that. I'm like, wow, this is crazy. Now, I'm not going to say they do it every time. Every time I saw them, they were doing it. Doesn't mean they're doing it every time. No, it just means that every time I went on, they did it. That's all that means. But you got to figure, again, the wiping down of the, of the doorknobs, the wiping down of the chairs, the wiping down of the, of the rails, things like that. It's got to be happening more now than it ever was before. Before the pandemic, I never saw people cleaning poles and cleaning the chairs and things like that. Never. So you got to figure during this pandemic, they're cleaning a lot more. Right? So... Number one, social distancing. Number two, the capacity. Number three, the cleanliness of the parks, the resorts, and the transportations. All right, I sincerely am 
always impressed of how clean these resorts are, always impressed of how clean the parks are and the transportation. When we went on this bus, guys, I'm telling you, it was absolutely insane. I mean, when we went on on the bus, they were there was literally plexiglass windows. Um, there were limitations uh, of where you could sit. Uh, so it was it was awesome. I absolutely loved it. And so that's my number three reason. Number four, and my final reason is. Number four reason, if there's an awkward pause in this episode right there, it was because um, I had someone come into my house and try to buy it because we just put our house up for sale and somebody came up and interrupted my episode, but that's okay. Um, so I'm sorry I had to pause the episode, so I don't know how weird that's going to sound. But anyway, the fourth reason and final reason that I think it's safer is because of the mask wearing. Now, again, I'm going to reiterate the perfection of this rule follow. Is everyone following it perfectly? No. No. And when I when I say that, I say that very, very loosely, though, because I would say darn near 99% of the time people are following this rule. Are, are they following it to the point where, the, like, the mouth and the nose is 100% perfectly covered? I would say it's closer to 85%, 90%. But in terms of how the virus is transmitted through the like your your mouth your saliva your um your droppings that come from your mouth yeah the most important part for me when i see someone that the nose isn't covered i really could care less i don't care because i know the virus isn't coming out of their nose and i know that the the virus uh, there there's been a couple article articles that argue whether the virus can even be um transmitted through the nose like they think it has to be in the mouth and you have to breathe it in and actually contract it that way but there are also others who think otherwise of course um but i think the most important part is that people's mouths are covered so that the germs aren't spreading people aren't coughing over people and things like that when i see someone's nose i don't care i really 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 don't care but of course like you want it to be as protected as possible obviously but the mask wearing you got to figure germs in Disney and viruses in Disney have never been less potent. And you know what I mean? They like viruses and sicknesses in Disney are not spreading nowhere near as much as they were spreading prior to the pandemic. So honestly, I, I, when I'm in Disney, I feel 1 trillion percent safe. I take my mask off when I'm eating, when I'm stationary, of course, and I feel safe. I I feel completely safe because I am in an area where nobody is not wearing their mask. Everyone, almost everybody is wearing their mask. And you got to figure even an imperfect amount of people wearing masks is still better than nobody wearing masks. So that's those are literally the four reasons why I think that Disney is safer today than it ever was before. So now, and I will definitely do kind of like a repost of this, uh, like an update, and um, get into how I felt in this trip, but I don't think it's going to change. Um, thank God. I thank God and praise God that I have not gotten sick from this virus yet. And that's with going to, driving through all the states, going to airports, going to Disney, 
uh, staying in the resorts and things like that. I think I'm not bragging. I'm just saying that, you know, I've been careful enough that I haven't gotten this virus. So I thank God. And um, now let's get into my other topic, which is why I don't listen to a specific speaker. And especially more specifically during this time of Christmas. Okay. I, I don't. I don't want to get crucified for this or, or stoned or judged, okay? Now, there's a, a, you know, my wife and I were talking about, you know, people, who, who are we going to listen to this Christmas Eve, right? Because we, aside from our own Christmas Eve service that is preached by um, our pastor at Love of Christ Church. And we were thinking, right? And one pastor that I just don't, listen to one speaker i don't listen to is stephen furtick now i know I, a lot of you are just like what he's like one of the best speakers oh my gosh what are you what are you talking about me personally i usually stay away from people and from sermons and messages from like uh, I, I really hate this i sincerely hate to say this but at the same time only because i know the heat i'm gonna get from friends and People who like these people, but I don't listen to people like uh, Stephen Furtick. I don't listen to any speaker, uh, any pastor, any preacher from Hillsong. I don't listen to any any pastor, preacher, speaker from Bethel. Um, who else? I mean, the most I would even the, the ones that I like a lot that are in like mainstream are people like I really, really, really like Levi Lusco. I I think he is uh Life Church, I think I think is his church. Um Craig Groshell, um Craig Rochelle is is a very wise speaker and good speaker. I do like listening to him. Um and uh I also like oh my goodness, what is it? Louis Giglio does a really nice service and along with Chris Hodges, he does a really nice service. But the reason I really don't listen to people like Bishop T.D. Jakes and Stephen Furtick and um, people like in Bethel and things like that, I feel like they cater more, and I'm offending people now, I know it, but I feel like they cater more towards the infancy, the infancy stages of like theology, infancy stages of biblical understanding. And um, I don't, I don't particularly like that. I know for a fact that if I listen to Hillsong and Elevation and um, Bethel, I would. I know for a fact that I would get something out of it, but I don't necessarily think I'd get a new biblical perspective out of it. Like I'd get uh, an inspiration or I'd get a motivation or I'd get a good line or something like that. But in terms of getting any sort of biblical um, understanding, any sort of uh, theological revelation or uh, depth understanding of the Bible and of Christmas and theology and, and being fed from um, a speaker or a pastor. I don't think I would ever get that from someone in Hillsong or Elevation. Now, like I said, I could get blessed. Like, does this mean that they're not used by God? I would say absolutely not. I think God uses them. I think they're uh, ministries, uh, despite of how imperfect I think that they are, despite of all the uh, mishaps and, and things that I don't agree with in their ministries, God still uses them. 
God still uses those ministries, whether I like it, whether I like them or not. And so I just, I, I don't specifically Stephen Furtick, because a lot of people were tell, talking to me about Stephen Furtick and saying, you know, how Elevate, Elevation has such a spectacular Christmas service. And um, people tell me to listen to Hillsong and how they have a spectacular Christmas service and this and that. And, you know, I really don't see it. I mean, if you if if you're thinking like, hey, is it like like the Hillsong one, you know, a glor uh, a a more Christiany Christianified um, uh, halftime Super Bowl halftime show, then yeah, I mean, I guess yeah, that's what I want. Uh, uh, if that's what I want, then yeah, it's pretty good. And if I want like a very simple and like, I would almost hate to use the word, but I'll use it anyway. But bland. Uh, sermon of Christmas and Christ and the things that Christmas represents, then yeah, I would 100% listen to Stephen Furtick or uh, anyone from Hillsong um, and, or T.D. Jakes or something like that. I'd listen to them, but most of the reason I don't like listening to them is because I feel like they lead an emotionally driven church. And emotions fade, and they go up, and they go down, and and then sometimes when they're down, you could think that they're up, and when they're up, you actually might be down, and it it creates an atmosphere of a people who search and yearn for like emotion. They yearn for that. They don't really yearn for theology. They don't desire depth. Uh, in in their faith, any sort of depth, they they don't desire that. They desire the music. They desire the emotion that the music brings. They desire uh, the yelling. They desire the pumping up. They desire it's like a Christian pep rally almost when you go to like one of these elevation services, and I really don't like that. Um, that may be a little bit because of the fact that I do like a more conservative sermon that's more uh, weighty in terms of theology and uh, meaning and stuff like that. Um, but if you like the kind of pep rally sermons and the emotionally driven sermons, then yes, I would recommend Elevation to listen to and all those sorts of things. But I sincerely, I really would never do such a thing. If anybody asks me to recommend a church to them, I I don't think I would recommend Elevation Church. And I, I feel like, uh, I don't know. It's, it's a really tough thing for me because I really don't like the sermons at all. Like, they're just, I feel like, I don't know. I, I really just don't like them. I think they are, they do a disservice to the Bible sometimes. Um, I think they just preach the most popular verses of the Bible. And um, I don't know. I just really wouldn't recommend Elevation Church to, I don't think, anybody. If somebody said, hey, recommend me a good online sermon to listen to, I don't think I'd even start at Stephen Furtick. Um, and, or any of the Hillsong members or the uh, the churches. I would, for someone who's newly starting in the faith and wants to listen to a good Christmas Eve sermon, I would really start with either a Chris Hodges or a Louis Giglio. I really would. And I, I think they just have a little more depth to 
um, to their sermons. I think they're a little more direct. I don't think they're as emotionally driven as an elevation. Everything about an elevation is emotionally driven. Everything. Every single thing that they do, every aspect of their ministry is emotionally driven. And I think... I think it shows, and I think it, it, it shows a lot about, it says a lot about their followers and how they react to Christianity and how they react to a relationship with the Lord. Now, like I said, um, does this mean that God doesn't use Stephen Furtick in Elevation Church and Bethel Church? No. You know, God God uses people for his honor and his glory. Um in any way that he chooses, not in any way that we would decide or prefer. Um, but yeah, that's my take on Stephen Furtick and kind of those emotion emotionally driven churches like Bethel and Hillsong um, and uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes and all the like to them. Um, I would also recommend that nobody ever step an ear into a Joel Osteen sermon. I think that is just the most bland. I, I Listen, you should listen to Joel Osteen if you want to have a casual, passive relationship with the Lord. And the Lord in Scripture refers to those sorts of followers as lukewarm. And it also says that at the end of time that Christ will literally spit them out of his mouth. Basically saying, yeah, those Christians are not in me. They're not in me. I am not in them. And if you want to have a lukewarm, a very bland, soft, um, lackluster relationship with the Lord, 100% go listen to a Joel Osteen. But if not, then go to a little something deeper. And um, those are my recommendations. That's my thought. So until next time, Merry Christmas. Uh, happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. I don't know what everyone you know, celebrates. I celebrate Jesus. So Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Be safe. Be smart. And tune in next time to find out how my Disney trip went. And if you have any other comments um, or concerns or questions or anything at all, or you just want to say something to me, um, message me privately, you can do that uh, via our social media platform, which is, I think the username changed for a second because there was like, I don't know, I was told by Instagram I needed to change it or something. Something happened with my username. It's either just another listen or just another listen podcast. So either one of those, I'm going to be the first one that pops up for either of them. So um, just another listen or just another listen podcast. Check it out. Give it a follow. Give me a message and let me know what you think about this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Again, happy holidays. Stay safe. Thank you. Bye-bye.